You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, 49ers faithful? We continue this exciting week leading up to the Dolphins 49ers. And I say this all the time. I, I, I'm a mirrored camera. This guy next to me is awesome, Mr. Brian from Thanks, Legit sir. Football. But he's been a Dolphins fan, and he's made that clearly known. And we're going to be hanging out this weekend. He's representing the Tua jersey, and I love it. Even when they're not 49ers fans, I love people that just like embrace their team, support their team no matter what. Brian, how are you, and how are you feeling about this crazy week? John, I am fantastic. I was supposed to go to this game two years ago when the Dolphins came to Levi's and some freaking thing named COVID hit. I had just moved to the Bay Area. I was ready. Didn't get to go. I've been to a few 49ers games since, but obviously not against Miami. So the fact that the Dolphins came back again only two years later, I am stoked. I'm, I'm excited about this game that we're both on huge winning streaks, and it's like not some bottom dweller. I'm excited to hang out with you, John, and the 49ers faithful and the people who listen to your podcast and get to see me spout nonsense once a week. There's, this, is just, this is just a great day, great week. Uh, and a great week of football in general. There's some fantastic games lined up with, of course, Niners-Dolphins near the top there. I know. I hate that. I think the two best games of the week are at the same time. Mm. Uh, but that's okay. It happens. It happens. Yep. But, man, I'm so pumped about this game. So what we have on agenda today, we always do our NFC West watch, and we moved it to Friday. Brian's got a new job, and so we're going to be flexing around our schedule a little bit to make sure we get our Brian content in. But we're going to be talking NFC West. We're going to finish with the 49ers-Dolphins uh, for sure. We're going to spend the majority of our time on that. It's just such a big game. Uh, just Whether you're Niners, Dolphins, just NFL in general, this game just has every single thing that you want. 
Um, I love it. Dave says, John, why do you always go live when I have to work? Uh, I'm on my way out. Like and subscribe. I So let me just be honest with you guys. I have six shows today. This is number four. I got two more shows today. So I apologize um, if the timing is off. It's rough to get everything in together. Uh, but the good news is you can catch us afterwards if you can't catch it live. But appreciate all the live support. I love it. So let's talk last week. Let's start with the Cardinals. They got their bye week. And kind of this whole division, the NFC West, it's like rich or poor because – Everybody's on losing streaks except for the 49ers. Uh, Dolphins lost – I'm sorry. Cardinals lost two in a row. Rams lost five in a row. Seahawks a lost two in a row. Yeah. Let's start with the Cardinals. Walk us through it, my friend. So I predicted that this game would be a, a bit of a shootout, and I was right. There's, the Chargers defense is one of those that people think it should be good. I mean, they got some star players. You got Derwin James, who's individually still playing great. Joey Bosa has been out for most of the season. They still have Khalil Mack, but they, for whatever reason, just have not been able to gel as a defense, which is crazy because their coach used to be a defensive coordinator for the Rams, Brandon Staley. Uh, but I felt like Arizona, they got Marquise Brown back for this game. DeAndre Hopkins has been DeAndre Hopkins. I felt like they could put up points, uh, but I also knew that this Cardinals defense couldn't stop Justin Herbert, who now back is fully healthy. He had rib issues. Uh, so I think this is, it, it played out exactly as I thought. I don't think we really learned anything other than, you know what, the Cardinals are still mismanaged. They really botched. They couldn't move the ball towards the end of the game, right? They had this game in command at various points. They made some nice plays on offense, but then they stopped making plays in their defense just at the end of the day. Couldn't stop Herbert, couldn't stop a two-point convert. They could have just one play. It. Even after all that, all they have to do is stop that single slant to Gerald Everett to win the game. They couldn't do that. This is not news to us. I think the biggest question is just how bad does it have to get Ooh. for the Bidwill family to actually do something considering that Kingsbury had that long contract? We've been saying since the offseason that this team's been, I've been saying since last year that I never believed in Kingsbury. He got these hot starts and then just crumbled. Well, there's no hot start anymore, and he can't recover. This team is one of the worst in the NFL right now. They might have some exciting playmakers. Kyler's a good quarterback, at least talent-wise. We can talk yeah. about leadership and everything as a separate bucket, but this team is just they're not playing cohesively. I think uh, the, the fact that the defense has even played somewhat well is more a credit to Vance Joseph, the defensive coordinator, than it is to anything Kingsbury's doing. Uh, the quarterback's yelling at the receivers. The quarterback's yelling at the head coach. This is an absolute mess, top to bottom. Yeah, I, I, it's just – it's bad, but I kind of like relish in it because I'm not a Kyler Murray guy, never have been, not a Kingsbury guy, never have been. I'm a Longhorn, so obviously those are, are going to be whatever. But, like, it's division, and you take part in their self-destruction. Um, that's just kind of the way it is. They're on their bye week. This week, but you know, if you look at their schedule, so first off, they're 12th in the NFC uh, playoff seating right now. So they're 12th, mm -hmm. top seven get in. You have a seven and five team with the commanders, like they're three games out of the last wild card. Listen to their schedule Patriots, all right, that's whatever. Broncos, they should be able to win. Then Bucks, Falcons, 49ers. Mm. I mean, they're going to have to run the table or at least go, what is that, four and one to have an opportunity. I don't see that. I don't see it as a possibility. What have they shown us to, to give us faith that they could go four and one, let alone three and two? If they go three and two, they should be happy with themselves, but it's not going to be enough to, to make the playoffs. Yeah, it's it's just it's not looking great. And, oh, Clayton, we've got some breaking injury news. 
Um, Clayton, come on in. He's shaking his head. No, I don't like this. Oh, boy. Well, gentlemen, this is from Dave Lombardi. And shout out to Dago Dude to uh, get me turned on to this breaking news. Trent Williams has exited practice, uh, the 49ers practice today, with an apparent back injury. Now, this is from Dave Lombardi. They're saying that he was able to walk off under his own power, but he is not going to finish that practice today. And his status is now up in the air for this weekend's game. You know, it's interesting because usually he gets a vet day almost every single week. Uh, He didn't get that this week. And so I'm curious to see how that's going to play out. Now, we've seen him play through back injuries before. Today, as we are recording this, is Friday. Game's not until Sunday. So, man, you know, hopefully best news is you err on the side of caution. Just let him rest. He's going to be fine. He knows what to do. Worst case, he sits out. Colton McKivitt steps up, who we've seen a lot um, and has played rel- relatively well. I really like Colton McKivitt's. Um, but yeah, this is not good news. Not good news. No. I know Debo can- practiced today, but I just want to yeah. say, as a Dolphins fan, I don't like seeing this. I want you guys oh, at full strength. Does. I want us at full strength. Uh, Teron Armstead, and we'll talk about the Dolphins game, but I want to mention that uh, we expect him to be out. He started practicing, so I want everybody healthy. I don't want to win because you're all pro left tackles injured, so I hope, personally, even as a Dolphins fan, that Williams is able to recover and play on Sunday. Yeah, and so that's something we'll have to monitor. We'll see, but my guess is, thank you, Clayton, uh, my guess is we uh, probably not going to hear anything. Uh, Shanahan and get up there and say, oh, it's just precaution. We just want to make sure, whatever, whatever, whatever. But again, I've said this so many times since we've been covering the 49ers. I trust them with a lot of things whenever they talk. I do not trust the 49ers whatsoever with any type of injury report. Um, I don't do it. I don't do it. So um, anyway, that's the Cardinals game. Now there is another big game, the Seahawks versus the Rams. And maybe it's not the Rams. Maybe it's Rams light. Yeah, so oh. I, I I did my my game pick show earlier today, and Stafford obviously out. It's now looking like he's just done for the season. They're going to put a cup is is already out. Why? But they, they came out and out? said today that Stafford cleared concussion protocol. Yeah, but he wasn't that right. whole situation. There's something we don't know there, John. He yeah. was not in concussion protocol at the end of the game, and then they put him in concussion protocol a couple days later. There's something now. He might have some concerns of getting banged up, whatever. But I don't think it was standard concussion protocol. Uh, and why bring him back at this point? You're you're essentially yeah. you're not mathematically eliminated because the only team that's close to doing that is the Texans. But you're not that far off. You're at the bottom of the NFC West. Uh, you're not going to have Aaron Donald even for this game. He's got an ankle sprain that could keep him out multiple weeks. You don't even have that to bank on. Cooper Cup's already out for the season. Allen Robinson lost for the season. Your offensive line has been banged up since the start. Uh, I've just I, this is historically the worst drop a Super Bowl team has had from year to year record wise uh, at this stage. And when I first looked at I had the line at seven and a half Seahawks. I don't know what my bookie had, uh, but I was like, my instinct was like, no, I can't pick Seattle to win seven and a half against the Rams. I'm like, wait a second. Let me dig into this. Why wouldn't they beat the Rams by seven and a half points? I'm staying away from that game just because yeah. it's just weird. Agreed. But like, if you look at the Rams, like, okay, they're 15th out of 16th in the NFC as far as playoff seating goes. They have a negative 75 point differential which is second worst in the NFL, only to the Texans. Only to the Texans. Like, I don't understand. And then they just announced John Walford starting. Why would you not go with the high upside young quarterback that you had last week Perkins, to see I what would, he... Yeah, he, he at least made I it entertaining it. against Kansas City. 
I don't get it, man. Yeah. I don't get it. It's is so... McVay back next year? Is he going to take a broadcast job? Like These are the questions which sounded crazy a few months ago that we now have to ask ourselves with regards to the Rams. So as much as my instinct was to pick, and once again, from an actual betting standpoint, no, I would just stay clear of this game. There's just too many I'm weird things going it. on. On the Seattle side, as great as their offense has continued to play, their running game actually isn't as good. Kenneth Walker is scoring touchdowns for fantasy purposes, but he's actually not been that efficient in the run game. Uh, Geno has still been great. Gino has been consistent at least for Gino. He has been consistent, but the defense has kind of fallen back to earth. Uh, they started the year one of the worst defenses. They had about a four game stretch where they were top ten. Now they've kind of fallen back uh, after the Munich game and Tampa Bay and the Raiders just not able to stop them and losing in overtime. So if they're healthy, I'm definitely not liking this spread. But the fact that the Rams are missing basically anyone short of Jalen Ramsey, who by the way isn't playing that well this year, uh, who could make a difference, make an impact in this game. I am picking the Seahawks to win and to cover. I'm not physically putting any money on it. I don't recommend putting money on it. But since my job is to pick every game, I do think Seattle will cover. Division games are weird. And the Seahawks have calmed down big time, big time. Uh, You know, two-game losing streak for sure. But on top of that, like, things just aren't really looking good uh you know they had the game in germany where the bucks just kind of did whatever the heck they wanted to do mm-hmm. uh rush for 161 yards they and put up 21 a pass point. rush against brady and then the raiders game they gave up 283 rush yards yeah. so the rams who don't have a running back don't have a quarterback like I, I don't know what they're going to do but again it's a divisional game seahawks are a mess it's I don't know, man. I, this I, I game just—it's hard for me to imagine a scenario where LA wins. The, we can talk about the spread, and yes, maybe right. it'll be a, a even a seven-point game doesn't cover. But uh, there's just Seattle is still. Carroll's done a great job coaching. They got a lot of young talent. Geno Smith has been very. He's minimized the mistakes, and he's been efficient. Hmm. He still has playmakers in DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Uh, Kenneth Walker. He's not as good lately, but he's still an explosive rookie running back. What can we say about LA that could keep them in this game other than it's a home game, which by the way, doesn't matter at SoFi Stadium at all. There'll be more Seahawks fans there than Rams fans. Uh, And two, that it's a division game. Like these are not enough to bank. So if if we're just picking winners, I would put this to the top of my list for confidence that the Seahawks will win this game. Uh, Whether it's by eight points, that's another matter. But man, the Rams are just, who would have seen, who could have seen this happening even, even to this degree? Yeah, it's 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 a mess, man. And like I love seeing the demise of the team. I hate seeing the injuries. Um, you know, that's that's the thing that I don't like, but I just can't see any light at the end of the tunnel. And they're going to have to almost blow everything up if they're going to have an opportunity. And what's even more crazy is they currently, I think they would have the number 3 overall pick, number 3 mm-hmm. in the draft, and they don't get it if they had it. Yep. If they had it now, counteract that the Russell Wilson trade. Um, I think they would have the number four overall pick, the Broncos, and that goes to Seattle. So it's Rams lose, Seattle benefits, right? Because now Seattle's, you know, might make the playoffs, but they're going to have a top five pick with their own first rounder as well. So mm-hmm. uh, Seattle continues to get picks, which they crushed last year's draft. And the Rams, this is not the worst the Rams can be. The Rams' future, it's like Jacksonville bad. Um, Because the the shelves are barren 
and you don't have a way to restock those shelves. Like nope. you might have to trade away a Jalen Ramsey at this point just to recoup some sort of draft capital. Um, Donald is, he's not going to get traded. He'll either retire or he'll keep playing. Uh, but you have to find some assets to, to dish off and try to get something in return. Cause what, what other options do you have? You don't have the money to sign free agents. You got nothing. Yeah. You got yeah. nothing. And because you signed all those deals, like I'm curious, I want to look this up real quick. Sorry. This probably isn't the best. Um, what's it called? We work on Audio the fly here. Platform. That's all right. That's right. We do. If we look at just the Rams and kind of their future, so Aaron Donald, for example, right? Who they just did a brand new deal on. Mm-hmm. Just um, <laughs> Let's say he retires this year. Okay, here's the dead cap hits. You ready? $44 million dead cap next mm. year. That's QB1. $19.5 million dead cap in 2024. Then you got two void years, and you skip a year. 2026, $5 million dead cap. So if, if he rides off into the sunset... 44 million dead cap next year. Now, okay, what about Matthew Stafford? Well, guess what? Just redid his deal as well. And if he retires, oh my gosh. Okay, this is pretty bad. Dead cap space. Y'all ready for this? 49 and a half million next year. God, that's 36 million 2024. Yeah. 24 million 2025. 12 million 2026. That's They're insane. going to be paying for basically three Patrick Mahomes without a player. I hope they enjoy hey, those rings. They were nice rings. They opened and up I think the they would do it again. <laughs> I think yeah. they do it again. Um, I think so most I teams that. would honestly at this point. Teams that haven't yeah. won Super Bowls in decades, if ever. And you know, I'll say this. You know, I'm very, very happy because as a content creator, I don't want that. That's not what I want. If the 49ers came out and said, hey, we're going to mortgage the next decade and we might win a Super Bowl in the next two years, I'm sorry, I'm going to say no. John Lynch came out and said, it was asked a question, are you trying to cash in and win now or are you trying to like sustain long-term success? And he says, why not both? Why can't we do both? Why can't we try to win now and have sustained success? And I think the Trey Lance trade, um, whether you like the trade or not, I think it signified to that. Um, the Niners going to be relevant for a while. And so that makes me happy. Now, before we jump into this game, and this is where we're going to spend most of our time, real quick word from our sponsor. You guys know what it is. It is winning season at my bookie. As always, if you want to enjoy the football games, 49ers, or just NFL, or really any sport in general, you can bet on anything over there. Mybookie.ag. We've been with them for years. Very trusted site. Get your money in. Get your money out easily. And on top of that, all season, double deposit bonus. Whenever you first deposit your money, let's say you deposit $250, you get $500 credited to your account if you just use our promo code 49ERS or scan this QR code right to the side of me if you're watching this on YouTube. And again, it just sets you up completely my bookie is incredible bet with us we're on patreon we share our bets every single week all season long so join us mybookie.ag promo code 49ers bet anytime anywhere with my bookie all right we've got our betting special that's going to be uh probably tomorrow i'm going to record it tonight and then i'll release it tomorrow while i'm flying to santa clara so you guys got content tomorrow um one of my favorite bets is kittle over three and a half receptions this week i think with the outside corners that miami has i just think it's going to bring a couple more 
uh, targets Kittle's way. Not that he needs them, um, but that's probably one of my favorite bets. Kittle over three and a half receptions. I release every single bet that we do over on Patreon, so you can check that out there. Uh, I got a question here from Joel that I want to bring up. He says, can they restructure to help them out if they retire? No. The way contracts work in the NFL, which is different, all dead cap money, as soon as a player is cut, it is the exact same thing as if they retire. They're the same thing. So if if Aaron Donald retires, all of that dead money, which he has 73 million dead cap, all of that comes off the books immediately. Um, that's just the way contracts work in the NFL. It's different in baseball and basketball. But yeah, if they retire, he'd have they'd is, have to uh, assign new contracts, which why would they do that? So the players exactly. would have to assign new contracts. Correct. Which we did see with D Ford, but D Ford was hoping he'd get healthy to come back. And so that's why D Ford did that. Um, that doesn't make much sense uh, with what's going on with Donald. That just would not apply. Um, so that's where that is. So, all right, here we go. Um, before we just dive into this 49ers Dolphins game, can you first talk to us a little bit about what you thought about the 49ers and Saints game? Can we start there? Yeah, uh, I I think that was not indicative of the 49ers as a whole. I think that there, it was well documented that they were tired, they were a little jet lag. They came back from the altitude, which they well prepared for. Uh, I think their plane landed on Monday night, and then they had to play, uh, you know, in a short week to to get ready for a Saints team that has talent. They may not be that good as a football team. Dennis Allen, not a great head coach, uh, and the fact that they were still able to shut them out, and the fact that they were still able to to get the victory is a testament to the 49ers as a whole, but I don't, there's certain games we've talked about, John, that you put them in a box and you kind of separate them from evaluating the rest of the league. I, even going into this game, I'm like, I don't really expect uh, to, to learn a lot from this game unless it goes completely sideways. They got the win. The defense still played well enough to shut them out. That's all I need to know from this game. The offense looked sluggish. They looked fantastic. We've seen their ceiling. They looked fantastic against Arizona and Mexico City, which I know you were at. That must have been an awesome time. Um, so that's what I'm paying attention to. We know what this what this 49ers team can do when they're firing at all cylinders. Now, obviously, there's some injury concerns. Elijah Mitchell is now out uh, again. IR, feel, feel bad for yeah. that guy. Uh, CMC is playing. He says he's good, but it's not 100%. He has, what, knee irritation, whatever that means at the end of the day. Um, that at As least a forty-year-old, cost... I think I understood exactly what it meant. <laughs> I, did, I did too, but he's not forty. <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, so, but that means that they're. I think they're at least going to be cognizant of workload management. I saw somebody mention in the chat earlier that uh, this game it's important to us, but it's not as important as like say Seahawks on Thursday night, right? So, do they manage Christian McCaffrey a little bit uh, with that in mind, right? With knowing that. There's still got a few weeks before we even get to the playoffs. You still have to make sure you lock up the division. As cool as it would be to beat the Dolphins, Mike McDaniel, all those former Niners players, Mostert stirring up stuff on social media. It's still, it's probably not even top three most important games remaining on the calendar as far as the 49ers For either season team. goes. For either team, correct. Yeah. Um, so like, we still got to play that, the though. Bills again. We got to play the Jets again. No, it, it, there's a lot. I think the fact that it's McDaniel returning and you got multiple, you got Sherfield, Mostert, Wilson, all these former 49ers, very similar offensive schemes. Um, and what uh, Shanahan and McDaniel were together for like 14 years. I mean, that's like playing against your brother. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 
with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Essentially, so I think that makes it important for them. But if they're truly analyzing Chris McCaffrey's workload for the rest of the season, will they give him 15 carries instead of 20? I can see that as a realistic thing, right? To give Debo a little, but even Debo, I I, I don't and, even uh, know his status. He wasn't. A, he didn't practice. He Thursday. practiced today. Yeah, he practiced, he practiced today. today. Limited okay. yesterday. Practiced today. So who is Tevin Coleman? Is that like like a Jordan Mason? I guess. Um, who they would use. So I would see a few more carries for those kind of guys. Uh, probably won't be the thing that swings the game, but it's just something to kind of keep an eye on. Yeah, it's it, the injuries suck, man. And again, if you just caught the show, if you just joined us, Trent Williams left practice today with a back issue. Um, hopefully it's just precautionary. We don't have any more word on that. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but, you know, he's got two days to get out there. And, you know, I will say this, you know, you look at the Miami Dolphins and their injuries. You know they just ruled Austin Jackson, their starting right tackle, out, yep. who's only played one game, and their left tackle, who I think is one of the best players on their entire team, um, Teron Armstead. He is doubtful. With it was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen because when Very the injury strange. happened, they said torn pec, then yep. they said strain pec. Now he's got a toe issue on the official report too, so it's a toe and, and a he pec. practiced yesterday. I haven't seen the report today, but he. he... He was expected not to practice. I fully expected him to miss this game, and then he gets a limited practice in yeah. yesterday. I, like, is he Wolverine? Like, how is he healing so quickly? We don't know the situation there. Uh, this I brought this up. I, we previewed the top five games of the week last night on my show. This was one of them, and we also talked about game picks today. One of my biggest concerns as a Dolphins fan or just somebody watching this game is the tackle position for the 49ers because as much as this Dolphins offense relies on getting the ball quickly and Tua does it just about as well as anyone has this year yeah. top five in release time as soon as Armstead went out of the, uh, that game against the Houston Texans he was sacked three times 
We can talk about whether he should have even been in the game. Fine. But the point is, your, your star, you know, all pro level left tackle goes out. And immediately, he's not even able to get the ball off quick enough. Well, Houston can't hold a candle to the 49ers pass rush. So that's a very, very th- a key position battle I'm paying attention to is can this pass rush get to to a quick enough to to offset his advantage by getting the ball out so quickly because you know what as good as the 49ers defense is and as good as Fred Warner is covering the middle of the field which is where Miami has been really successful all they need to do is get it into Waddle's hands and get it in Hill's hands and it doesn't matter how good your defense is chances are they're going to rack up some yards after catch the the difference is can they get to Tua before that happens can they do enough to make him hold the ball for an extra half second. That can make the difference. So uh, on the other side of the ball, having Trent Williams possibly be out, these are really, really key matchups that we'll have to monitor before Sunday. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff, you know, just narratives and stuff that are going around that I'm excited to dive into. Um, Real quick, I got this question from Andre. So what's up? He says, John, where is the tailgate party at? Uh, great question. We've got a lot of stuff planned this week. So the tailgate, the day of Sunday, um, that is going to be in blue lot number one. Um, if you can see the screen right now, uh, you can kind of see the arrow where we're going to be located closer towards the green lot in the RV side. Um, that's where we're going to be. And again, you'd head to our Twitter at jail underscore Chapman or, um, Instagram, wherever we're all over the place, but tickets are available. 49ers rush road trip.com. Juan Salas going to be there. Wayne's going to be there. Nick's going to be there. Brian's going to be there. Clayton's going to be there. We've got a freaking awesome party uh, coming out. So that is the day of the game. We'll party there and then we'll come back and party there after the game to celebrate or to console each other. Uh, (laughs) Then on Saturday, the night before we're partying with Eric Wright, John Taylor, Mark Duper, Mark Clayton. We're at the mission peak sports complex. Get your tickets. 49ers rush roadtrip.com we're going to be out in fremont for that party so uh that's where the party is going to be at 49ers rush road trip um.com that's where it is now let's get to some of these questions clayton the man behind the scene he is running the show because we've been talking dolphins almost all week because we're excited i want to hear from brian and this question comes from big papa how do you feel about the dolphins and the narrative that the five miami wins Dolphins have run five in a row. We're against inferior teams. What would you have to say to that? I mean, we did beat the Buffalo Bills and handed them their first loss. So, and, and here's the thing. You can only play your schedule, right? You have to beat the teams in front of you. And it's not just that the Dolphins have beat them. You can take the Pittsburgh game out because that was to his first game back. But absolutely trounced the Browns. The Browns just beat the Bucks. I know the Bucks have had yeah. issues this year, but uh, scored 39 points against Cleveland. We're up 30 to nothing halfway through the second quarter on the Texans. We know how bad the Texans are, but the Texans were tied with the Eagles at halftime. These are still professional football teams. The defense has played much better, and the offense is absolutely cranking right now, assuming that everybody's healthy. Uh, We're not going to score 40 points against the 49ers, but the point is we have seen when this offense is rolling and the defense is getting Jalen Phillips has played really well uh, as a pass rusher. Xavier Howard is playing better now that he's getting healthier. Uh, that's I, I've seen enough that I'm confident in this Dolphins team. And I was skeptical, right? I've had 20 years of mediocrity as a Dolphins fan. It took me a while to say, you know what? This team is good. Tua fits this offense perfectly. McDaniel has these guys ready to play every single week. They believe in him. I love that quirky little dude. Uh, and he's going to have them ready. 
so I don't I don't view that. The Patriots were a little different. I actually said that the Patriots wins. Bill Belichick knows how to stomp on bad teams. Uh, but the times we've seen them play good teams, it hasn't been the same. But we've seen Miami play good teams. They were rolling with Cincinnati until Tua got hurt, and they beat the Buffalo Bills earlier in the season when the Bills were at their peak yeah. and crushing teams. So the Miami Dolphins can roll with anyone. They have uh, the second or first most efficient offense behind the Chiefs, depending on which metrics you look at. It's going to be a good matchup regardless. Yeah, I think so too. My question is, okay, Dolphins have scored over 30 points four straight weeks in a row. Will that trend continue this week? Uh, I would be surprised if they score more than 30 against the 49ers defense, honestly. I think both of these teams, the Dolphins defense has been playing much better the last few weeks. I think this is going to be more like a 23-20 type game, maybe even 2017, where each team gets a couple touchdowns. It comes down to maybe one team gets an extra field goal. There's a turnover that comes into play. Uh, that's where I see this game. Though I don't think either team's going to put up a ton of points on the opposing team. The Dolphins have the better offense. The 49ers have the better defense. I think that lines up for like a nice slugfest. Yeah. Uh, we got a fantasy question here, and I like this because this will bring us – the conversation will pull back to the 49ers versus Dolphins actual playing. Should I start this for Michael? Should I start Debo with his lingering injury or Waddle against the Niners defense? Uh, I would go Waddle. His ceiling is higher, right? He's I Debo beside, even not with the health concern. I do like Kittle in this game. I think Kittle matches up really well against this uh, Dolphins defense. I think he can have a big game, uh, but, or Ayuk does Debo, it's just the the floor is lower and the ceiling isn't quite as high. Waddle has had multiple games where he's had like two touchdowns and 150 yards. So you've got that higher ceiling. Their Dolphins are even more than ever going to want to get the ball out quickly if they're without both Jackson and Armstead. And that's going to mean quick slants. That's going to mean wide receiver screens. That's going to mean uh, little in routes where they just get the ball, ball to Waddle. And then all he has to do is use his like 4-3 speed to, to get some yards. So I think you'll see a lot of targets. And I think you'll see some yards after the catch. I would go Waddle over Debo. I would as well, and I want to ask the question, man, who else is your wide receiver that you're sitting one of those guys? Those should be must-starts every single week. That's, so that's a very good question. Show us the you rest of your loaded, roster. I yeah. know. I want to see who your other wide receivers are because that's impressive. Uh, but with the injury, like, yeah, I think you go waddle. Uh, just just go waddle there. It's just going to be safer from a fantasy perspective. From a fantasy perspective. Uh, from this guy, I like the name. He says, be an interesting game. 40 hours offense, 50-50. Dolphins defense is not lights out. This is, this is huge. Talk to us about this Dolphins defense versus the 49ers offense because this is not getting near as much publicity. And I get it because it's best on best the other side. 49ers offense versus uh, Dolphins defense, that leaves a lot out there. Right. We have to, I think, pass rush is going to be crucial, which is why this Trent Williams injury is actually, I mean, it's always essential, but even if they have, who's the, the tackle that's coming in from McClintock? Eric Armstead. Oh, no, no, the, yeah. the offensive tackle for... Oh, McKivitz. McKivitz. Coming for Trent Williams. In. McKivitz, yeah. Correct. Um, that's still a downgrade, even if he's playing solid. Uh, and uh, Christian Wilkins has actually been very solid on the interior. Jalen Phillips has been playing really well. Melvin Ingram having a little bit of a resurgence on the outside as a pass rusher. Uh, so you, you've got these players on Miami that they buy into the scheme. It's the same defense that finished as a top 10 defense last year with the same defensive coordinator. Mike McDaniel kept Josh Byer as the, as the officer, uh, defensive coordinator in Miami. Uh, and their secondary is banged up, but they've been getting healthier. Xavier Howard has been injured for most of the season. Even he's been playing injured. He finally starts to look healthy. He, he scares me the like most. Himself. Yeah, he, he had scares a, a me the most. 
that the, and once again, I know it was the Texans, but you have to take these things into context. They had the Texans had, I think, 34 total yards at, at half. I don't care what team you are. If you're an, a National Football League professional team and the other defense holds you to 34 yards, that means your defense is playing at a high level. They were able to create turnovers. Xavier Howard had a fumble return, scoop and score a touchdown. Uh, the special teams is playing well. Uh, so, yeah, I do think that's a key. They're, very, they're definitely susceptible to the run. I would say even more than the pass. So Christian McCaffrey, if he has a vintage CMC game, that single-handedly could be the difference. We talked about, do they give him enough carries? If he gets rolling, do they want to keep feeding him knowing that he's got this knee irritation issue? Uh, so that is, as far as offense versus defense, uh, I don't think Jimmy is going to win this game. I don't think this sets up for Jimmy to be like against Arizona where he throws four touchdowns. I think it's going to come down to Jimmy making good decisions. Um, not getting harassed too much by the Dolphins' pass rush, which means they need to offset that, and Christian McCaffrey being able to get chunk runs uh, in the running game. But even two weeks ago, the Dolphins shut down Nick Chubb until the fourth quarter when he busted one long one. Right. They're just playing really good. I know they're not a lights-out defense, and I'm not saying they are, but these last few weeks, they have played like they did last year when they finished as a top-10 defense. People forget that, and they have almost the exact same starting set in there. Yeah, that's it, it's interesting when you say it because they have been susceptible against the run, as you said, four and a half yards per carry allowed. And if the 49ers can hit that number consistently and not turn the ball over, I, I think that's going to kind of dictate the game. But the question is for the 49ers, with Elijah Mitchell out, with CMC not being 100%, will Shanahan trust to stick with the run game? He's been super pass happy lately, which has worked because Jimmy's not turning the ball over. Now, if we look at defensive turnovers from the Miami perspective, they've averaged one turnover a game. Mm -hmm. Jimmy hasn't thrown an interception in four games, best he's ever done. You said that you don't, you're not too concerned about Jimmy throwing the ball. Can you talk a little bit about why? Why sure. are you not concerned? Uh, I'm first of all, McDaniel is intimately familiar with Jimmy Garoppolo. So I have to feel that he's going to be talking to Josh Byer about things that they can do on the defensive side of the ball. By the way, it works both ways. I've said on my show, I'm worried from the Dolphins offense that this 49ers defense is so used to going up against the Shanahan scheme. They've been doing it for years. Uh, and Fred Warner is the prototypical linebacker to defend against that middle third where Miami has been honestly the best in the NFL Two has got like 30 more completions or 30 completions to 16 to the next quarterback. Uh, so that concerns me. They're over the middle. Yeah. Like I over looked at, you know, what um, just passes in the middle of the field to a 59% of his throws. Jimmy Garoppolo, 57%. Jimmy just throws to the middle to yeah. even more. So. Yep. I mean, it's, it's, it's the same offense. People say that there was similarities between Tua and Jimmy. That they're, they're well-founded. There's a reason both of these quarterbacks, when they're playing well, work well in these offensive schemes. So I think familiarity is going to come into play. Which of these guys is able to, Throw a surprise at the other guy, whether it's Shanahan to McDaniel or, or, or vice versa. Uh, throw a look on defense that uh, the quarterback is, is not expecting. Or do something on offense that the other team didn't necessarily prepare for because mm. they're switching, you know, tendency breakers. Those right. are going to be interesting. Um, and then ultimately, which of these two quarterbacks does make a mistake? Because as great as two has been, he still, like Jimmy, he has these moments where he will just, in the, in the, in the heat of the moment, make the wrong decision. And sometimes that leads to an interception and sometimes it doesn't. Against the Steelers, he had four or five would-be turnovers and the Steelers just didn't catch any of them. Now, since then, he's been 
He's thrown almost, he hasn't been doing that. His confidence is at an all-time high, but it just shows that he has that capability. We know Jimmy has that capability too. Think back to the Broncos game where he stepped out of the back of the end zone. Uh, think back to, I don't know if it was that game or one of the other games where he, uh, maybe against the Chiefs where he threw a touchdown right in the end zone that was just a, a horrible read. So both of these quarterbacks have that in them. Can the familiarity between these two coaches put something in there chess match with two grandmasters big papa that that that's exactly what i'm getting at here which one of them is able to throw a wrinkle in to confuse the other most likely quarterback even more than the defense the quarterback enough to just get a, a split second hesitation that will either lead to a sack lead to a bad decision a single turnover could be the difference in this game here and it, i think the game has a lot of implications for both teams obviously because if y'all if the dolphins win they're the number 2 seed in the afc you're half a game behind, you know, um, what's it called? Buffalo, Kansas who just City. won on Thursday night. Yeah. But you guys own the tiebreaker because you beat Buffalo earlier. Right. So Kansas City would be one. You guys would be two. And, yeah, half a game behind there. So it's huge. If the 49ers win this game – oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I just want to uh, – doggo dude, you know, Clayton put up the question here. He asked you, the, do you think the defense plays one high safety over the top to help manage Hill and Waddle? That's actually what the Dolphins want you to do. No, uh, they won't. Yeah, because Hill's speed, like, you don't, and I'm saying this as a Dolphins fan, uh, you don't really know Hill's speed <laughs> until you play against Hill's speed. You Cornerbacks have said this, and Waddle is, is just right there behind him. They want you to bring the other safety in, either because they've had success against the run or because to stop with this short to intermediate game. Because then what they're going to do, and Tua may not have a rocket arm like Jimmy, but Tua is very accurate, and he actually throws a nice deep ball. So all you need is Tyreek Hill to make you think he's doing a slant, do a sluggo, go out deep, and then boom, you've got a single safety trying to keep up with Tyreek freaking Hill. If Tua hits that pass, that's a touchdown. Yeah, two things. One, the player that has played against Tyreek Hill the most in the NFL, it's number seven for the 49ers, Charvarius Ward. Mm -hmm. uh, their entire career they were going against each other in practice. Now, I'm not saying that gives Ward the benefit or the edge or whatever, but he's experienced with them. The 49ers will be in cover two, cover three, or cover four, almost exclusively. Again, two safeties back, three safeties back, yeah. or four safety or four, no, sorry, four deep players. Okay. Right. Now, the way that the 49ers defense will win this game is with those underneath linebackers, Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, and Aziz and or Jimmy Ward in that slot. If those guys can clog up the middle and stop some of those slants, those curls, uh, you know, those digs, all that stuff. That's where the defense will win the game. I know we want to focus on the safeties and they'll play a role. No, no, no. This is athletic linebackers against the fastest wide receivers in the NFL and against a quarterback that channels the middle of the field. And if you can get some tipped passes, some forced incompletions on third and long, then now you're cooking. Um, but if you cannot, if you can't stop the slants and those in-breaking routes, Dolphins will have a field a field day. They're just going to. You're going to um, have to make Tua hesitate, even for half a second, yes. especially with Armstead out. You've got to have him hold the ball because if he's able to snap, read, throw, put it on the money, you know they'll take five and six yards a game, a, a, a pop until they break one, until Tua breaks or. Hill breaks a tackle or Waddle breaks a tackle. But if you can do stuff to confuse him or, or take away his instant reads, uh, that might mean the linebackers need to get a little more aggressive, jumping some of these routes. 
cause Tua to hold the ball. Both his tackles are down, and there's a huge drop-off. We don't have a guy like McKivitz coming back. Our, the backup tackles for the Dolphins are pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got uh, Nick Bosa, Armstead, the whole uh, 49ers pass rush coming in there. That will be the difference. Having the linebackers create some confusion for Tua to hold the ball just a split second longer uh, and, and then let the pass rush get to him. And then maybe he gets a little rattled. Then he starts making bad decisions. That is going to be absolutely crucial to this game. Yeah, I like this question from Craig. Appreciate it, Craig. He says, who has the better place kicker? Could be a lot of field goals and come down to that. So on the Dolphin side, they got Jason Sanders. Jason Sanders, yep. Um, what are your thoughts on him? I, I've got his he, stats here, but... He's had he's had years where he's at the top of the league as far as kicking efficiency, uh, and he's had years where he's, he's a little less consistent. Gould, I think, is a little bit more money in the bank. He's just like, it's you know that Robbie Gould is going out there. Chances are he's going to hit the kick. Uh, Sanders, I think, has a stronger leg. Sanders is, 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 has the ability to hit 60-plus. They don't really use him like that. Um, but he has the uh, he has gone on streaks where he'll miss two or three in a row. But then he'll go on streaks where he'll hit 20 straight. So I just think yeah. there's more variability in Sanders where there's more just uh, you can count on gold. If he's going out there, he'll probably hit the field goal. So just checking on just their stats currently, um, with Sanders, he is at 80% field goal success rate. He's made 16 out of 20. He has yeah. made zero field goals over 50 yards this year. He's 0 for 3. His yeah. longest is a 49-yard field goal. If we look at Robbie Gold, he's at 84% um, success rate. He has made, what is it, 16 out of 19. So close, but he's One made less, a 50 yeah. Right. He's, yeah, one less. He's made two 50 yard field goals, both at 51 yards. Um, so similar, but yeah, exactly what Brian just said. Gold is more consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think the the leg, gold's not known for the length of his leg. Like, right. but he's made two 51 yarders, but that's kind of. That's at this day, like most kickers can make 51 yarders. Uh, right. Crazy, it's like, yeah. it just seems like the what used to be the 40 yarders. Sanders drills those. He's just not as accurate. He's not as good at. at accurately kicking those 50 plus yarders but it's not because of leg strength he's got a he's got a, a boot for sure yeah i like it man this is fun uh real quick let's get to your predictions for the game the final you've been pretty spot on with the 49ers all year uh i've just got to give it to you and i'm pretty sure i know how you're going to go with this game and that's okay uh let us know what you think how this game's going to go so I, I i said earlier i think it's going to be a 23 to 20 game which means i do not think uh, that the 49ers cover. I had them at three and a half. I thought that was a bit rich. I know that it's at home, um, but as well as Miami's been playing, I was a little like, really, three and a half? Uh, but I think, it, uh, I, I mentioned, I think that the the with Teron Armstead and Austin Jackson out, there's enough of a problem there uh, that the I think the 49ers come out on top. I think they find a way to get that one turnover. It could just be a single turnover. So I am predicting like a 23-20 or 20-17 49ers win. Not enough Ooh. to cover. But I do think at home at Levi Stadium, they take care of business. McDaniel coming back his first year as head coach to face the guy that he learned from from over a decade. I think the master wins this one, but I think we could see in the future that, that McDaniel will get more wins. Um, but this this week, I'm picking San Francisco to win, Miami to cover. Dude, I like it. Yeah, I'm not betting the spread. Um, I've not been the biggest fan of the 49ers spreads this year. The people in Vegas like Vegas it Vegas have much. been very aggressive with the 49ers yeah. spreads uh, for yeah. whatever reason. But so. what's crazy is they've covered. The last two times they had these giant spreads, and they covered both times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do have our bets up. That's over on Patreon. I'm not betting the spread. But I like it. Uh, Brian, I want to say thank you. Appreciate you. Excited to hang out, man. Um, in person. We've hung out a few times. Vegas, we were together in Canton. That's um, right. 
Yes, more We've never met in Cal- California. We're, we both live in California. This will be our first there time. There we go. Cannot wait to, to drink some beers with you, watch some football, and party with all you fine people. Let's go. I love it. I love it. Clayton, want to say thank you to the man behind the scene. He crushed it. Our executive producers, Kilted Niner and 49ers George 365. That's going to do it for us today. Get Brian, you are incredible. Uh, looking forward to this weekend. And for everybody else out there, stay strong, faithful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.